from the creators of Relevant Magazine, this is The Relevant Podcast. It's Tuesday, September 18th, 2018, and it's The Relevant Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and here with me in our Orlando studios, our illustrious engineer on the ones and twos, my brother, Chandler Strang. Hello. On the Skype line from Loverland, Virginia, Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. Survived the hurricane. Proud of you. (laughs) (laughs) Alive and well. It would have been so disappointing. On the sky, ah, don't give it away. On the Skype line from Nashville, Tennessee, author, po- author, podcaster, speaker Annie F. Downs. Good morning, gents. And all the way joining us, the OG, uh, all the way from Sydney, Australia. Adam Smith is back for the show today. What up, everybody? What up, <laughs> Adam? A, a living legend. A, a, a living legend. Hey Jesse, you're a living legend because you weren't wiped out by the hurricane. I'm very proud of you. Oh my god. <laughs> Honestly, the, the disappointment he would have felt if you had succumbed to that hurricane. <laughs> <laughs> truth be told, truth be told, you know, a little behind the scenes, we're recording this before the hurricane. So I'm we speaking are. in faith. We are recording before the hurricane. I called camera this morning and I'm like, hey, dude, I'm just letting you know, we might need to plan on me being out a couple days this week because it's like, you know, this isn't Florida. Adam, we lived through a couple hurricanes together back in the day. Um, yeah. yeah. We, We've we, that, had our fair share of hurricanes. We we huddled in closets together. Yeah, really. So, yeah, I mean, we did that during print week, not just hurricanes. <laughs> just as a coping mechanism. <laughs> exactly. That that was uh, me. Me and Adam huddled in closet was unrelated to the weather there. <laughs> there was a lot of holding each other and crying. <laughs> but we, uh, yes. yeah, so I called Cameron's morning and because we're recording before the hurricane is supposed to, to come. Florence is what it's called. I'm like, hey, man, I'm just letting you know, I might be out of power. I might be out of commission for a couple of days. I don't know what's going to happen. But on the local news here, they have, like, people are are legit evacuating. And so the local news release this thing is no like, way. if you have an evacuation order and you stay, you're subject to a misdemeanor. So I am yeah, I mean, you guys know me. I am an outlaw who doesn't care. Well, you know, sure. I don't need Uncle Sam telling me when and when I can't be in a dangerous <laughs> flood zone with my family. So I will be riding it out, uh, you know, watching for Johnny Law and watching for Hurricane Florence. Wait, so I wait, hope wait. I make so it So just tell me, do you actually, like, should you be leaving? And you're not? No, listen, it's all, no, no, it's no, no, all I'm media hype. I'm just curious hype. if you should it's, be leaving and you're it's, not. It's, no, this is the big weather trying to trying to <laughs> tell you what to do <laughs> right. it's a scam to sell you know to sell evacuation kits right <laughs> the cnn is basically the jim baker show right now yeah Line in the pockets of big weather, and and and, and ha- I don't tread on don't don't tread on me, you know don't tread on me. I this is my in my property anything goes, including riding out hurricanes. If even if that's at the momentarily against the law, I don't care. I'm staying. Just actually declared his property a sovereign nation. Right. <laughs> one one of the things that people don't realize is once we record these things, it's off. It's off and running. We can't stop it. So if somehow tragically Jesse's dead right now. <laughs> Oh, Everybody's in tears listening oh, no. to this. 
listen to this podcast in memory of me and my values, which was it was worth I it was worth risking my life for to make a minor, minor point about riding out a hurricane <laughs> and afford you a misdemeanor. That's how strongly I feel about this. <laughs> Anyone listening right now will feel that Jesse was completely vindicated <laughs> in endangering his entire family. Because because I don't know about you guys, but we're barely 30 seconds into this thing, and it's already gold. So it's been worth every second of it. Right. Exactly. Well, going out on a high note, Jesse. A- Adam, I, I have a question. You know, in different parts of the world, there are different things that people worry about with weather. You know, they get, like, earthquake or, or, or you know, geological events. Like, in, in California, they got the earthquakes. Yeah. And, you know, in, in, in the Midwest, you know, or the Southwest, they got tornadoes. Um, and, you know, on the coast, they have hurricanes. What are the geological things that you are worried about in in Australia? What 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 things keep you guys up at night? Snakes, Literally everything here is attempting to kill you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> the, the, the country is trying to to just violently expel every every living thing. Right. So it's like every animal on land can kill you. Uh, every animal in the ocean can kill you. And then every so often, the country will just set itself on fire just in a, a blind rage at <laughs> its human occupants. So, uh, and and yeah, I mean, we have our fair share of, of wild, like we, it hailed the other day. Oh, wow. Is it, what? what is the season you're experiencing currently, Adam? Not emotionally, like, is it fall or winter or spring? <laughs> what are you living right now? It's always... It's always winter in my heart. Yeah. Yeah. Very it's it's funny you ask, Annie. Deep depression. <laughs> uh, let's let's unpack some stuff here in my life. Now, um, right now, it's just coming into spring, and uh, we've, we're having our first bit of lovely spring weather. Okay, but uh, up until now, it's been it's been bitterly cold. Hey, what's bitterly cold for you? Cold. It's uh, this. It's the same as here, just opposite. Well, no, but what's the number? Because yeah. you're bitterly cold, and like Boston's bitterly cold are different, Cameron. At, Adam and 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 Lord help me if you give me something in Celsius. In my head, I'm trying to figure it out because I was gonna say like, oh, you know, it's like you know, fifteen. Like, oh wait, no. I think like I, I think fifteen is like it. like fifty, like fifty degrees. Yeah, 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 something yeah, like that. Yeah. I, I, you, hey, have you really converted? I mean, you moved, uh, you know, a long time or newer listeners don't know. You were on the podcast here with us for a number of years. We called it the golden era. You, uh, you then moved to you never attained those heights. <laughs> <laughs> you then moved to New Zealand and now you're living in Sydney and you've been there for a number of years. You've gotten married. You have a, you have a kid. I mean, like you've, you've laid down your roots, but you are. You are an American at heart. My question to you is, you've been there so long now, do you dream in Celsius? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I, funnily enough, I dream in Kelvin. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, you know, I'll wake up from a nightmare like, man, that one was an absolute zero. <laughs> I don't think I would ever be able to adjust. I like, my, I like all my numeric systems to make no sense. Like uh, the metric yeah. system, you know, like I, I, it's like, well, how many feet are a mile? It doesn't matter. Some random number. Who cares? Just, just, you know, there's other systems that work better. But I think the thing that would annoy me both, most down there, uh, from what I understand, from watching an episode of The Simpsons when I was like 12,
12 is that the toilets flush <laughs> in the opposite direction. And that just seems unnatural. Like, th- th- like, th- is that true, Adam? That's actually not true. That's actually oh, it's not, not true. true. The, uh, the, Adam, I have been avoiding visiting you in Australia for about a decade now because of that one fact. If you're telling me it's not even true. <laughs> You've wasted 10 years of your life, Jesse. Again, this has <laughs> nothing to do with you not coming to visit me. I'm just making that statement apropos. Of <laughs> do you know how many how many nights I've, I've awoken in a blind rage just thinking about people in your part of the world flushing a toilet that's going counterclockwise? It's, <laughs> I, you know, I will sleep well tonight, my friend. I'm real disappointed to hear that the toilet doesn't flush in the other direction. I thought that was like a, such a thing. No, the, uh, the Coriolis effect, as it's called, is actually not a real thing. The idea that water in general swirls the opposite direction, water swirls whatever direction, like there's, it doesn't go different directions in different hemispheres. It's a myth. So, sorry, bust that. Oh, well, I've been, I've, I've, I've long been skeptical of quote unquote (laughs) science and quote unquote (laughs) physics. So you're, you're, you're helping my cause here, Adam. It's just, that's just a big toilet making up for their own shoddy workmanship. (laughs) There's no, there's no corporate, there's no corporate conglomerate more insidious than big toilet. It's second only to big weather. Yeah. We should just bring Adam in anytime we have one of our conspiracy theories, Jesse, that we need that we need sorted out. He seems to have all the answers. You do. Adam is the originator of the majority of the dark web. So he's he's not going to he's not going to solve your conspiracy theories. He's making them up as we go. So, hey, we have a great show in store for you today. Coming up later, we we are joined by Mosaic MSC, uh, one of our favorite worship groups. They have a brand new EP out on uh, out today. Actually, it's called Heaven. Uh, It's fantastic. Check it out. Hey, and uh, we're switching things up. Uh, so the it's been evolving format adjustments, and I don't think anybody cares, but this is the new plan for the show today. The Tuesday episode is going to have your slices, and it's going to have your uh, it's going to have your listener of the week. But this week, we're not doing listener of the week. We're doing Ask Jesse. Yeah. So uh, I, we've got your, your life just... conundrums. You've been, sent, uh, you've been tweeting them to us, and they are... They are robust. I think Adam might even join us for uh, that segment. So. Adam, Adam, just for some context, you know, we we recently found out that you, you remember Carmen, right? The the former CCM singer <laughs> who starred in several films, including a Rocky ripoff called The Champion, in which he uh, he scored, starred, and wrote and directed. You familiar with it, Carmen? <laughs> I dabble. I dabble. So we we found out recently that Carmen has uh, made you know some some career shifts in recent years, and he's now offering life coaching. And I'm I'm all for Carmen's oh, life coaching, finally. you know, career shift here. But basically, we decided that whatever qualifies him to be a life coach certainly qualifies me. And I've been giving advice to <laughs> listeners um, w- after a few legal disclaimers um, that you can fast forward right through too because, few they, legal be- because they are lengthy. They are lengthy. We fast forward right through them. Uh, so, so that's what this segment is. Um, I, did you guys see real quick that someone sent us something about Carmen that uh, a flyer and, it, and that he's going on tour to churches. And the great thing is there's no car like on the flyer. It says no cover. No offerings, like like a selling point is Carmen won't ask you <laughs> for money during the concert. Yeah. yeah, 
retirement doesn't need your money. Well, he's no, he does because now he's having to pick up a second gig as life coach. But no, the the thing back in the day was Carmen was famous. He would say like, "I what artist could fill an arena?" And he would fill arenas because he would do free concerts and ch- churches would take groups. But then there was it got to be known that there was a massive bait and switch, and not a bait and switch. It was technically free, but then there was a heavy, heavy push for an yeah. offering. You know, mm. like you 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 probably ended up paying more than you would have for a ticket. So that's why he's having to emphasize the no. The no offering part of it. You're you're way overestimating my generosity. (laughs) (laughs) Again, another Simpsons reference when the offering plate goes by, (laughs) goes by Homer and Marge, and and Homer throws in like two uh, coupons to the fast food place, and Marge goes (laughs) Homer, and he goes, "We've been blessed. We've been blessed." blessed." (laughs) I feel if I were to Carmen concert and the offering plate came around, I feel like I would feel obliged to take money from it. (laughs) It's the only time you're spiritually in the right for taking money from the offering plate. Like you, you owe me this. <laughs> the uh, I, you know, we, we, it's all jokes, right? We all we're joking around about Carmen, but I like what happens if we actually run into him, man. I mean, like, I, like last I week. I hope that happens. That's what I've been holding on for. <laughs> last week, the entire like Christian music industry descended on on Orlando. You know, there there was a big like Rock the Universe was at Universal Studios, and there's this big Christian radio convention as well. And so like every artist had to come through and, and it was like one of those things that like we sit there, we sit here and kind of nostalgically kind of laugh about, you know, our CCM upbringings. And, and then like I go to this place and it was like, I'm telling you, it was a time, like I went back in time, like literally I walked in and I, I couldn't find it. It was at one of the resorts, you know, it was in the convention center at one of the resorts. And I'm wandering around. I'm trying to meet Shauna Nequist, our, our, our friend. Yeah. And uh, she was there and, uh, and I'm trying to find it. I can't find it. I'm walking around for 20 minutes. And then uh, I turn the corner and on the, on the pillars, I see huge signage and it says skillet. Newsboys, oh, wow. casting crowns, mercy me. And I go, I'm getting closer. And I go and I go to the registration. And then I started to see, you know, anyway, I start I go to the registration and I get my pass and I'm like, I ask where the room is where she is. And the lady goes, Yeah, just go down this hallway. When you see um Russ Taff, you'll turn left. And I'm oh. like, I can't, I mean, like, I'm going deeper and deeper into this thing. I mean, it was crazy. That's the thing, is like it's not out of the realm of possibility that we're gonna bump into Carmen and somebody will have made a reference to him about things that we have said, you know. And the same <laughs> thing happened with Kevin Max. I mean, like, remember somebody hit him up on Facebook, and that's how we Cameron. At, at first, were you uh, kind of concerned that you were time traveling? No, literally. <laughs> <laughs> Think about Can't it. I was it. like, skillet. Okay, 15 years. I've gone 15 years back in time. And then it was like, newsboys. Oh my gosh, I've gone 25 years back in time. Oh, I don't oh, know who Russ at, Taft is. Turn left at Russ Taft. He was, the, he was pre-Carmen in 1980s. He was like the big deal. He had an album called Metals in the mid 80s. And like he... It was when the first inklings of Michael W. Smith was emerging. Russ Taff was a big mm. deal on the rock okay. side. You had White Hart. Uh, it was it was the the golden era of like 1986. You know, please tell me, Cameron, that you grabbed some a passerby by the shoulders and were like, "Who is the president?" <laughs> I, I mean, dude, what other industry other than maybe like, yeah, like jazz, Donald Trump, <laughs> and they're like, "This has to be an alternate reality." What is going on here? 
But literally, like, what other in- music industry other than maybe jazz would an artist have a 40-year career and still be a big promoted deal at an industry convention? Probably country music. Country, okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. I will say this. What, uh, uh, so a few months ago, yeah. I, I can't remember when, but it might have been like a year ago. I we played a bit of the Brian Duncan rap from like 1992, yes. which literally starts with "My name is Brian D, and I'm here to say like." Right. Uh, <laughs> and I heard from him on Twitter about that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> It's true. <laughs> literally hurt. Literally got. Uh, yeah, he seemed like he came around after I tweeted that. You know, it was all in good fun. But yeah, uh, was he laughing? Um, not uh, at first. Not at first. Well, I mean, like what? What artists? Even if it's been out for a while, what artists like wants people to laugh at the thing that they made? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's still their their art. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I just feel bad. Like literally we, we poke fun, you know, cause we're all in the family here, but we yeah. poke fun at CCM all the time on the show. And I'm walking around in the halls, literally like I see people looking at me and I'm like, I really hope they don't like, I hope they're not connecting the dots. You know what I mean? Right. Like I'm literally trying to like keep my face. Like, I'm looking danger. down a so lot. You, you should have gone like when those episodes of Curb Your Enthusiasm where Larry David feels like there's a fatwa after him and he, and he just <laughs> lives in a hotel in disguise for a few weeks. That's what you need to do next time they, yeah. this festival rolls yeah. through town. Hey, uh, but I hope you guys thought it was funny when we took away your dignity. <laughs> yeah, here's I've, I've said this before, but the, the re, my, my my disdain for a lot of the Christian music industry is is because no one spoke up about a huge missed opportunity. Isn't there a singer named Rob Canoli? Ron Canoli. Ron Canoli. I have. You do not know how many times, and he's like a worship singer. You yeah. have no idea how many times, like I've just been thinking, like, why didn't anyone say to him that your next album should be called Holy Cannoli? Like the fact, <laughs> the fact that the industry ignored that for years really hey, perturbs me. I think Ron Canoli is ripe for a comeback. I mean, if Russ Taff, the Russ Taff thing, by the way, was a big old square sign in the middle of the hall. It wasn't like Russ Taff was standing there. Uh, just FYI, it was like. Does he just Russ have like a, Does he have a greatest hits album coming out or something? No, Russ Taff kind of. Uh, what I can confer, what I have inferred from the big sign, um, is that he probably went away. Probably did did some bad stuff, you know. Uh, and now you, he's. You took this the from album, the signage. No, listen, but the home, <laughs> but, but the album, very elaborate yeah. sign. Yeah. Well, yeah. Number one, number one, the picture of Mr. Taff on the picture is a little weathered. Number two, and he's called, wearing an orange jumpsuit. That's it's the called, other big <laughs> one. No, 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 no. It's called, it's called, I think I, if my memory serves, it's called home again. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like his comeback album after he went away and did alcohol and diddled the secretary and all that Dude. kind of stuff. Oh, oh my! Now God. he's home again. Now he's all home right. again. Yeah. You know? yeah, it's holy cannoli out on bail. It's it's gonna be fantastic. <laughs> also, Cameron, you talk like we're an audio burn book of Christian music. We are not. We don't no. do. We're very nice to people. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, here's the thing: we're not cynical. I Those mean, are we're our not friends. mean. We're just like it's like just poking fun. I mean, we're all come on. Can Listen, we laugh? All we're doing is making fun at name puns and wildly <laughs> speculating about salacious <laughs> things they may or probably did based on a banner hung up hey, at Christian hey, Music Festival. If you're gonna go away for 20 years and then come back with an album called Home Again and look a little weathered, I mean, <laughs> fill in the dots. Maybe you know? he was yeah. missing. I mean, the- Maybe he was missing. <laughs> Also, and I think if you've been in, I think if you're his age, you're allowed to look weathered. I think we're all going to look weathered in 25, 30 years, right? Uh, Botox. 
Okay. Well, <laughs> I watch a lot of the Real Housewives shows. Right. I, people don't look weathered after older. They just look, but, look swollen. I, I, I looked him up. Um, so he started out with the Imperials. The, do you remember the Imperials, a vocal group? Um, yeah. Kind of in the Bill Gaither uh, vein. He then became a solo artist in the uh, 80s. And I'm looking, and it doesn't talk about him struggling with anything. So I could be totally wrong about Russ Taft's <laughs> life journey. No, I, th- I think we should just assume, Cameron, that he had a terrible lapse of integrity. Wait, 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 wait. Based, based upon the banner you saw. <laughs> hey, the in 1991. Logical, I mean, Chris Hansen from Dateline NBC is on the banner. So In 1991, right. Jesse, he had an album called under their influence. Mm. Under their influence. I think we need to wildly Ooh, presume the absolute the worst about him. The, the yeah. other thing, <laughs> did you guys seriously, in all seriousness, you heard what happened to Ron Cannoli for a few years. He actually no. launched a pastry um, shop and went bust. And now he's trying to, <laughs> you know, he owes, he owes the wrong kind of people in the cannoli business some money. And now he's what out there. The, um, what was the shop called, Jesse? Will you uh, remind me? What was Holy it? cannolis. Holy cannolis. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. It was plural. <laughs> sure. yeah. and, and, and I'm going to say this right here, right now. And some, some naysayers, some perhaps, you know, pedants, as, as it were, may consider this quote unquote libel. But I'm going to go ahead and assume from the banner Cameron saw <laughs> that Rustaf was involved in a chainsaw massacre. Right. Yeah, fair assumption. <laughs> Adam, you're, I, from what I understand, because you're outside the jurisdiction of the United States, you can presume right. whatever you want about Rust Half legally. <laughs> right. Yeah. Th- th- basically, Australia is like international waters. So, <laughs> I, how, how great would it be if, if uh, you know, uh, if Adam was extradited to the United States for maligning the name of Rust Half? oh i'm looking like i'm i'm literally trying to figure out like why he went away and maybe he just wanted to do another job for a little bit cameron i mean there's all these non-scary things from the poster okay so hold on here we go on app on itunes the the artist bio it's two sentences long and the final sentence is his dynamic vocals reflect both the joys and the struggles of the Christian faith. And it, it also, there's also a weird, there's also a weird note here that says he, he vanished from the face of the earth from the year to, from the year 1998 only to resurface at a conference in 2018. And that's the only <laughs> note. It's a very strange Wikipedia <laughs> entry, but <laughs> missing, okay. he was a missing person for about a decade. Cameron, and a half. Were there any other banners that taught you things or is that really the only one that you built well, a whole entire life around? No, I mean, I didn't actually literally I didn't wander around other than that because it was it was a very it was very disconcerting. I mean, it really was. It was like it was so strange to me. Like I lived in Nashville, uh, you know, from 1998 to 2000 covering Christian music. I worked for a Christian music magazine and literally the exact same Christian music industry convention could have been held those years. The artists that they were promoting. I mean, literally, there was nobody. Cameron. I'm not kidding any. I'm not saying that they didn't have like, I mean, they had like Jesus culture and da, 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 but I'm talking about the banners that were like the big promoted artists. There was another banner that like, if you read between the lines, <laughs> just read between the lines, 
heavily implied at least that Stephen Curtis Chapman spent a period of time running an underground dog fighting. Yeah. 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 If you know what you're looking for, then it's very, very obvious. Yeah. Yeah. What was What's his, uh, his new album called again? Uh, Adam, I, I, I forget uh, his comeback album after the dog. I, I, I think it was, uh, who let the dogs in? Oh, that's right. <laughs> who let them in? That's dot, right. Dot, it was, dot, to heaven. Yeah. And, and a lot of people don't know this about Michael W. Smith. He spent a significant amount of time in a CIA black site for reasons that we just can't get into. <laughs> we don't know. We don't know what he was involved but with. But there's a uh, reason his secret ambition album exists. Am I right, Jesse? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying he is a Russian spy who colluded to yeah. uh, influence the the last presidential election. Oh I'm just God. saying the timing of his <laughs> his, his reemergence is interesting. That's all. That's all. Remember the song? I'm I'm diving in. The uh, the original <laughs> title in parentheses was to treason. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, I, oh, I can man. find nothing on the internet in any way alluding to any gap in his career nor struggles. So I think home again, just might be talking about he's going to die soon. No, <laughs> let's just, let's just oh leave. God. Hey, let's just leave that big meatball hanging out there. What maybe, do you say? Maybe, <laughs> hey, maybe he's been diagnosed with something and he's oh, on his no. way home again. What if he actually is, though? Well, it's likely no. he's old. I don't know. Yeah. By the time you hear this, both Jesse and Russ Taff could be dead. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and, and, and if he hears this, he, he will have likely murdered me and is on his way to find Cameron. <laughs> oh, my goodness. This just makes me want to be real careful what I put on banners. Because I don't want people walking by and going like, ooh, Annie is really in a bad spot because yeah. of those three. The, hmm, that, that's an interesting font choice for Annie F. Down. I never knew she was an arsonist. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, we're moving the show along. It's time for Slices. Okay, what do you have, Jesse? All right, so I, you know, it, l- let's say, you know, this hurricane is, um, you know, Bad enough where I need to get out of town for a little while. Well, well, you know, things get fixed up. I have found a new destination where I am thinking about relocating. It's called Marion, North Carolina. I don't know exactly where it is, but I think it's directly in the path of the hurricane. Well, I think they'll make it through because something very special is going on in, in Marion. Uh, recently it took place is the Marion Bigfoot Festival. Um, this was uh, the mayor. His name is Steve Little. Ironically, the mayor's name is Steve Little. If it was Steve Littlefoot, the irony would just be too much. But Mayor <laughs> Steve sure. Little uh, declared the Sasquatch the official animal of Marion, North Carolina, because there are evidently so many sightings there. So this year they kicked off uh, the first of what will now be an annual festival where uh, they will have they had like a 5K. They had vendors. They had uh, like a parade, um, you know, all centered around celebrating Bigfoot. My favorite part, though, is it culminated with a town hall, which quickly became the tone kind of shifted when the town hall rolled around um, oh because people showed up and, you know, they didn't really have like a like a plan for the town hall. But people started giving their testimonies of all their Bigfoot counters in and around the town and took a little serious turn. I don't know if Steve Little. So is that like a hotbed for Bigfoot? 
Evidently. I mean, there's a picture of, Steve, of Mayor Steve Little like on a stage giving uh, like the key to the city to a guy in a Sasquatch costume. Interestingly, the, the Sasquatch is wearing just like a T-shirt over his fur. You know, he's kind of got the Donald Duck look on where he's wearing a T-shirt with no pants. Because no for pants. some reason, I feel like I feel like if you had a Sasquatch wearing jeans and a T-shirt, there's something very unsettling about that. I don't know what it is, but the fact that he would dress like a total human. So do you think the T-shirt is okay, but a Sasquatch in, in trousers is what bothers you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. The I shirt. actually agree with that. The, the shirt you could tell is done for novelty reasons. Uh, a Sasquatch, if he's wearing like khakis and a tucked in dress shirt, that's the stuff of nightmares for some indistinguishable reason. <laughs> but so, so, so people started showing up and they started giving real testimonies of, of, you know, their Bigfoot encounters. And people in this town are legit, uh, uh, convinced that this is more than just a goof that the Bigfoot is lurking around Mary, North Carolina. Like I said, I, you know, I'm going to pitch this to Dana, you know, we haven't done like a romantic getaway in a while. A lot of people like to go to like an island, go on a cruise, <laughs> all inclusive resort, like a ski lodge or something. I want to go on a on a on a on a couple's weekend down to Marion and do a little investigation myself. I think it's great. I think more cities should, you know, invest in crypto, cryptozoological uh, festivals and research. I, I also, I, I know uh, we're, we're, we've got a lot to get to today, but I do have a twofer in case anyone is in the job market out there. Um, <laughs> in case anyone's looking for a new gig, there is a, a company that is called howtowatch.com. That's the, um, that's the, the, the service. And what they are trying to do is get data about all these different streaming platforms. So they are looking for someone whose job it will be this fall to watch eight hours of TV a day. So you clock in at like, you know, nine o'clock, you're done at five. Um, you get $20 an hour and all you have to do is binge watch on different platforms. So they'll tell you what platforms you got to watch TV on all day. So you, your job is to live tweet and talk about the experience on these different platforms for eight hours a day all fall long. Oh my gosh. I, I mean, I think some people would be like, oh, I might get kind of bored with that. Do you guys think that's a job that you could do is just watch TV all day if that's what you're paid for? It, well, it depends. It depends. Like it's, it sounds like a dream job, but they don't tell you that it's eight hours of young Sheldon. <laughs> <laughs> but by day by day two, you're having to watch like deleted scenes and stuff, and there's a reason. Yeah, I was gonna you know. say, are they pick it. I mean, I assume they're telling you what to watch. Yeah, exactly. I guess that's sort of um, you know the 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 sticking point is if they're te- if you if you had to watch stuff you don't you don't really care for. But I mean, it's still. It still seems pretty chill, you know, just to watch. I mean, I watch, I, watch seven, I watch seven, eight hours of TV every night just for free. I mean, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> seven or eight hours a night. about it, Cameron. Yeah, I mean, if I, if, I don't, if I don't have Cohen, I'll pop it on at seven and I go to bed at two or three. But it's just kind of like in the background, though. You're not like actively watching for seven hours. I mean, some of it I am, but most of it I have laptop out. Yeah. 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 Or I'm, put, you know, putting around the house, working on something or whatever, but it's on. 
Jesse, it probably seemed pretty chill to listen to Nickelback for a week. Yeah, I know what dangerous waters we're, we're treading in. Um, yeah, so, you know, I hey, look, if someone's looking for a job out there, howtowatch.com is looking for a professional binge watcher. Hey, Ka- really Cameron, I, I'm, I'm kind of all over the place today, but you, when you said putts in around the house or put, putting around the house, you know, mm-hmm. it reminded me that I recently made a decision that from now on, when I go shopping, I'm using the automatic grocery carts, like the ones you sit on and drive around. Why? I've, Why? I've made the decision. Like to have me, you actually, hold on. You've decided, but have you done it yet? Yes, I did it the other day. And Are I'm you like, the Why? grocery shopper in your family? No, but when I go grocery shopping, that's all I'm doing. I put, here's the thing. Here's what, here's what I realized is like, how many times when you're at the grocery store, store those things in use, right? Hardly ever. I hardly ever see anyone driving around there. It, it, there's no reason not to just jump on them and drive. It's so much more fun and so, so much slow. easier. Oh, no. Je- Jesse has been fighting a losing battle against gravity for some time now. <laughs> I'm telling you, hey, I'm telling you, I challenge listeners. I want to, I want to know what they think. It, it honestly, it's it's a game changer, Annie. A game changer. I've had to do it before because I broke my leg and had to had to use it, and it, I got so bored. It just takes so long to get everywhere. No, it's super chill. I have the, the headphones in. I'm like lean back. I'm cruising. I'm like look at all these get suckers walking around here. <laughs> did, did everyone who wasn't ninety at least give you like looks of disdain? Well, what Certainly. I did the first time, the first time I was like a little embarrassed. So I limped into the grocery store very dramatically. <gasps> oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and I made a real big scene coming in. Like, every step was agony. Ah, 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 <laughs> until I made my way on it. And then I was just cruising and no one dared set a thing. Oh my gosh. I'm clearly a person with a catastrophic foot injury. <laughs> Last time I was on one of those things was in like college at, you know, the Walmart across from campus where at two in the morning we would just go do things, you know, like that was, that was the entertainment in Tulsa, Oklahoma. We'd go to the Walmart and ride around on those and have like bumper car races and stuff. All I'm saying is like, they're right out there for you. There's no stipulation. It doesn't say if you have an injury well, or elderly. Jesse, I, I know this is a ridiculous question for me to ask, but why would you do that? Like what, what was the genesis of you wanting to do that? I mean, it just dawned on me. Why am I walking around like a sucker every time? Basically, (laughs) those carts are built into the price of our groceries, guys. You know, we're losing money by not using them. (laughs) Like that, I don't go to the self-checkout out of principle because if they're going to give me a discount, I'll check out my own groceries. But it's the same reason I don't return my cart. I just push it out in the middle of the parking lot. I didn't get paid to do that. (laughs) You're a terrible person. <laughs> it's built the the cart retrieval is built into the price of the groceries, guys. If they All want right. to start giving me a discount, I'll start pushing carts in. Until then, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's true. Fair. That is fair. Oh, I mean, that was one of the selling points of like Costco back in the day. I remember back when I was a kid, their whole thing was our prices are so low, we don't pay for cart wranglers. When you come into Costco, bring a cart with you, you know, from the parking lot, basically. Yeah. And like it was it was known we're cutting corners. You participate. You benefit. Yeah. They basically were paying you to yeah. do that. Hey, well, you know? hey, hey I went to Aldi, Aldi which is well. like a German. Yeah. Do you get uh, Adam? Do you have Aldi near you guys? We sure do. Yeah, we have do Aldi. You? It's yep. it's international. Yes, yeah, German. 
Yeah, I didn't know. Aldi that. and Trader Joe's both started in Germany. Oh, see, I thought it was like Norway. It's filled very Nordic in there for for yeah. some reason, very industrial. Um, well, it's a it's a German conglomerate that bought both. I actually think it was Scandinavian, and then Trader Joe's was started in the U.S., but it was bought by the same conglomerate. So, so they're the same. I thought it was there. It was two brothers that they had. They they were both called Aldi. Uh-uh. They moved it here. One called it Trader, okay, Trader, I, Trader Joe's. My understanding from just listening to the business stuff uh, is that a, a an investment firm bought, b- acquired both. Oh. But there might have been an origin story of a split brotherhood, but it's a new owner now. Ah. I don't we'll, know. Uh, we'll see you guys next week on your weekly grocery store podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's, called, it's called In the Bag with Cameron and Chandler. <laughs> the, po- the only podcast where you hear siblings talking about grocery store siblings. This week, about well, once again, Aldi and his brother, because those are literally the only two siblings in the grocery business. Episode 57. <laughs> No, Steve Publix, <laughs> Steve Publix, and uh, Teddy Albertson. I mean, they started in. No, but so I went in Aldi the other day, uh, and like there was, I walked in. I didn't know the rules. Okay, I didn't know they operate under their own set of social norms. Okay, I don't either. I don't know. So, the rules so there. I walked in there, and I and I just saw a cart in the store. So I started pushing around. I filled the cart with groceries. I go, I check out. I think it's weird they're not bagging it, you know. But they put all the groceries individually back into the cart, and I go to push the cart out of the store and they're like oh no no that's the in-store cart that's for us to use you have to you have to go check out a cart using a coin and i was like well i have no change i have no cash and they're like well i'm sorry you cannot leave the store with that cart and i'm like well you didn't even put my groceries (laughs) in bags i literally had to carry individual groceries out to my car like a like some kind of maniac uh because they wouldn't even let me (laughs) briefly use the car i i'm totally against this system at aldi yeah that's bizarre i've never i don't i don't know where one is i love it i I say but you save so much money i mean it's like it it was saving it was worth saving the you know two dollars to have to take three trips to my car and carry Every grocery individually without a bag or a cart. Oh, totally worth it. Annie, Annie it's a difference of life. Eggs. eggs is like, okay, I'm not going to say I'm wrong, but I mean, let's say eggs would be like $3 at Publix or a name brand Kroger or something. It would be like $1.50. Uh, milk You're would lying. be it's that much cheaper? $5 to three fifty. Yeah, I mean, it, but, it's... But the thing is, it's like they're all slightly irregular, so the eggs aren't really elliptical. <laughs> 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 they're all shaped like a, a cube. They're like dented. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Poor chickens. But yeah, yeah. the yolk is the same. It's, it's a lot of irregulars. A lot of irregulars. You, you, Jesse, you, were all the other shoppers? Did they? Is the is the undercover secret that you're always supposed to bring your own bag? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, but, so but the other shoppers knew, this. knew to bring their own bag. People, they should have a sign out front or something. For sure, they should. Yeah, I agree. With you me. know, I don't. I don't know. I, I don't know their their twisted system. But I should, <laughs> if I would have listened to the latest episode of Grocery Bros, where they, <laughs> where for the thirtieth straight hour they discuss Audi and his brother, I would have known these things. <laughs> oh man. The milk is very cheap, but some of it comes from animals you wouldn't really consider mammals. That's the thing. It's like the beef is like, you know, quote unquote beef. (laughs) Milk is quote unquote milk. It's a supplement. They supplement. It's It's mainly cows. It's mainly cows. I'll say that. It's It's technically liquid. What do you have, Adam? Okay. So the, uh, the new Guinness Book of World Records is out, guys. And uh, if you're gunning for some records, I've got a few for you. 
that uh, you could you could try and uh, try and pip the person who took it this year. Uh, I have to say, a lot of these sound to me like the first time anyone ever did this thing ever. And agree, I saw the list. I agree. Yeah, like the the vast majority of these, like the longest time balancing a soccer ball while on a moving car. It feels like. (laughs) a microsecond would have taken that record because it's literally the first time someone has done that. Uh, but someone managed to do it for 93 seconds. Uh, the most dice balanced on a cat's paw, which to me would probably be any, um, but, but this, this person apparently is an overachiever and went for nine. Uh, they got it. Not even, not even scared. They got that nine. Yeah, I mean. They could have stopped at any point and had the record, though. Exactly. They put a, a die on a cat's paw, and Guinness was like, okay, you're in. And then they're like, you know what? Let's just keep going. Let's let's push this thing, see what, see what happens. I mean, but when, they, when you get in Guinness Book of World Records, doesn't there have to be a judge there? So did that cat owner have to call Guinness and say, I think this is worthy of being in the book. And they go, hey, we'll send somebody out next week. Get your cat ready. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I was thinking about putting some dice on my cat's paw. I'm like, we're <laughs> yeah. there we're on the next plane. <laughs> They're like, we'll be there in just I a call minute. Up, I want to call up Guinness and be like, hey, I got a new world record for you. I'm the only person who ever is going to jump on one foot in the in my house, in my room, while shouting holy cannoli. Do you want to put me in the book? Like, I guarantee I'm the only person who's done it. Actually, Ron Cannoli has done it, Jesse. So <laughs> in my home is a home <laughs> invasion, and in the middle of the night, I woke up to Ron Cannoli jumping on one foot for some reason, shouting "Holy Cannoli!" It was very concerning. Try, but try this one out. They, they, it didn't. I, I didn't end up passing muster with it. Uh, I gave them a call. Uh, I, I went for, I'm the only person who exists and everyone else is a projection of my subconscious. Uh, but they, for some reason, they didn't consider that a valid record. Um, the oldest trapeze artist, take a, take a wild guess how old the oldest trapeze artist is. Uh, uh, 88. A hundred and two. You slightly overshot it. It's 85. Oh, well, but still, to be fair. Here's one that once again has to be the only time someone's done this. Okay. The fastest 50 meter time done while skating on hands. Right? That could be any time. I like to think that this was a Guinness judge who happened to be walking by a park during a horrible rollerblading accident. He's like, well, technically it's a record. On their, like, please, someone help me. I'm not meaning to be doing this. I don't know how this happened this is not intentional oh my gosh adam Adam, having read many of these are you tempted just to go break one like today and just just to say that you're the record holder well honestly some of them it really is just like you're the only person who ever even attempted this so i feel (laughs) like it'd be an easy record to beat that's the thing that i don't get like i watched the gordon ramsay did a live show you know, whatever, like six months ago or something, it was live. Uh, and, and at the end of it, every episode, they tried to like break a world record and they had a Guinness guy there. And it was like the most, you know, pizza slices cut in, a, you know, one minute or something like that. Like he was trying to, he kept trying to break records or he would bring somebody on to break a record. Yeah. But they had a real Guinness person and stuff. I, I know, but Guinness jumped the shark for me when they, when they moved to like, now they, they look like yearbooks. 
right? They, they're about yeah. the size of a yearbook. Like when I was a kid, back in the glory days of Guinness, it was about the size and texture of a romance novel. You know, and you just and it all the last page always ended with those two twins on the motorbikes. And <laughs> and it was like, you know, there was the staples every time. The world's longest fingernails, longest hair, yep. tallest, tallest man. man. Like yeah, it, eight, it was basically eight, all the physical. The tallest guy freak. and the shortest guy were always in a picture together. Right. Yeah. yeah. Jesse, do you remember when we were briefly under the misapprehension that one of those twins died trying to jump the Grand Canyon? <laughs> no, no, the Niagara Falls, wasn't it? Or no, Niagara Falls. Like, but we, we, uh, he, he died uh, before this stunt. But I think we were under the uh, the illusion that he had died while trying to perform this stunt, and that's definitely. It, it, I, it's one of those things that I want to be true because I want that to be one of those cases where someone becomes such a celebrity that they're surrounded by yes men who are afraid to tell them that something is a bad idea. Right. <laughs> yeah. A cautionary tale like, for us all. I'm no physicist, but I don't think that ramp is long enough. <laughs> <laughs> the angle on that ramp is Yeah, it way also off, set the record for watch. world's longest ramp, and he was still not even close. Yeah. He, imme- <laughs> hey, he immediately, immediately plunged into the vault. <laughs> yeah. Cameron, has Cohen come home with the Guinness Book of World Records from the book sale, like the Scholastic Book Club thing at school? The racket, you mean? Yes. They go in there. They go in there and take the kids during school... Yes. And then, the, then they send home the order form, and then the yep. kids are all primed and wanting to buy stuff. And yeah. man, when I used to teach school, all the boys bought that book. I mean, I would be like, "Sorry, parents, here comes <laughs> 1990, whatever." Not in teach by then, but you know, 2010s Guinness Book of World Records again. They're not reading anything that matters, but they got a picture of the longest fingernails in the world. Yeah, it's another insidious <laughs> plot by big literacy. <laughs> <laughs> Just the thing that that. That could be, you know, spent on on a, on a on a video game, you know, a new, you know, whatever the kids are playing. This is day. why, I, to this day, refuse to learn to read. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to let my children buy into that plot. They are, yeah, they will stay illiterate for their life. Yeah, you watch that, Jesse. Now that you got a kindergartner. All right, what do you have, Annie? Okay, so I, y'all know I just moved into a new house, and so I've been doing a lot of shopping for things. But I, budget-wise, I end up going to Goodwill and those kind of shops. And one of the things I always notice, you guys have probably noticed this too, is that when people turn in picture frames or when they donate picture frames, they usually leave the picture in it and or leave some picture in it. And so yeah. as you're walking through the Goodwill, you see all the frames up and you can... It, and you just can look at them. So <laughs> there was this charity shop, which is what you like a Goodwill in the UK where someone replaced every picture in every picture frame with a picture of Jeff Goldblum <laughs> from a different era of the life. <laughs> I had friends in college who did the same thing. They decorated their house with thrift store picture frames, yeah. but they kept the picture of random families in the frame. And when you go over their house, they would like tell the backstories on all the pictures yeah. and just make it up. And just make and it most up. of them, <laughs> most of the people in their pictures in their scenarios had uh, died tragically and had some insane <laughs> story but uh yeah i mean it's a it's a great way to you know how much better would that joke be if 
someone came to your house and every picture was Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> and yet you told them that everyone was a different family member. <laughs> <laughs> that everyone looks that similar. <laughs> yeah. Or every picture is the picture of the guest that came over to visit. But for some reason, the eye holes are poked out of every picture. It's very unsettling. It's very unsettling. <laughs> I mean, but wouldn't that be funny to walk into a store and not even... I mean, that's such an Easter egg thing to do to the customers because you have to it's not like it's announced you have to really be paying attention to be like oh that's funny jeff goldblum's in that uh, jeff goldblum's in that frame too because <laughs> it was all over the store they're all spread out or in groups all over the store the pictures are hysterical from the guy who found it on twitter the, i remember there was one um there was someone donated like a bunch of vhs tapes to a thrift store and one of them it had like duct tape on markers on it and it said like do not watch or something <gasps> like that you know and so of course someone bought it and put it in the vcr and after like you know 15 seconds of static it was rick astley's never gonna let you down it, it was it was it was the mo- it was like a video rick roll <laughs> yeah it was it was the most long con rick roll of all time but that yeah. that's such a value add though because like then you're going into a sherry shop. You're not buying a picture frame anymore. You are buying a picture, a framed picture of Jeff Goldberg. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's right. So they can raise the prices by 50 cents because yeah. you're not just getting a frame. You're getting a framed photograph of Jeff Goldblum. That's a good point, Adam. I would also autograph all of them as Jeff Goldblum. Like, I feel like that would really help the value. <laughs> this thrift store has 50 autographed frame pictures of Jeff Goldblum. That's unbelievable. And, and they're all and they're all autographed to different people. They're all personal. <laughs> they're all named to different people. <laughs> How did this many people come in and donate their autographed picture of Jeff Goldblum? Yeah, really, that would be funny. Like to do like sign like fake sign like just get stock photos of celebrities, sign them, and then turn them into uh, charity stores, yeah. Goodwill stuff, and yeah, see, and see what happens. It looks like memorabilia. What kind of maniac would take publicity shots <laughs> of celebrities, possibly sent to them by PR companies, and then sign them, personalize them, and sign them to themselves and say, <laughs> hang them up in their office? That's true. You did do that, didn't you? I forgot about that. What, what kind of absolute lunatic would do <laughs> I remember, I remember most of them were signed. It was like to Adam, Song of Solomon 1019, just some yeah. random Song of Solomon verse in the name. <laughs> So like you hung gra- up all of them in your office, Adam, all the ones that came to relevant. Yeah. Like uh, for the longest time, any kind of PR headshot, <laughs> I would sign it to myself oh, and from that person and hang it up in my office and be like, you know, what a wild weekend. I don't think that horse will ever recover. <laughs> Stay cool. <laughs> we don't get those anymore. I, like, I don't think we do. I mean, like, you know, we used to back in the day, we would get like a big folder for a new album coming out and, and, and like, yeah, like they'd have the press shot. They'd have printed out like bios, it was, you know, the CD would be in there. And now it's just like you might get a link in an yeah, email. A link to a Dropbox. Know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> everything yeah. in there. Yeah. For, I miss the golden you won't be era. getting a signed picture from Russ Taff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, he's had a lot of troubles, <laughs> Andy. Is him in your bedroom with a running chainsaw? <laughs> 
I, I always appreciated the, the, the sign picture in, of Howie Mandel in Adam's office that just said, what happens in, Me- in Mexico stays in Mexico with a winky face. And it said, no, seriously, it stays underline, underline, underline. And then how soon after that did Adam move to Australia? That's what's scary. See, I I can fill in the gaps on Adam's story, too. I mean, it's very Rust Half-esque why he went away and came back. All right. uh, That'll do it for Slices. Stay tuned. Up next, Mosaic MSC joins us. You're listening to Royal Canoe. The song is raised. At the beginning of the podcast, you heard DJ Coe's with Pickup. Well, this episode of The Relevant Podcast is brought to you by HelloFresh, a meal kit delivery service that shops, plans, and delivers step-by-step recipes and pre-measured ingredients so you can just cook, eat, and enjoy. There's something for everyone with HelloFresh's selection. They have three plans you can choose from, classic, veggie, and family. I do classic. You can rediscover the excitement of cooking with HelloFresh. You can feel confident when cooking HelloFresh with the simple recipes outlined on pictured step-by-step instruction cards. HelloFresh believes cooking should be simple and convenient, not a chore. You won't spend all night in the kitchen because recipes only take around 30 minutes. They should. There are many benefits of subscribing to HelloFresh. You can keep enjoying HelloFresh week after week. You get delicious filling meals delivered right to your door every week for less than $10 per serving and you get free shipping. I personally have used HelloFresh. I've been a subscriber for a couple of years. It actually is the thing that I cook. That's all I cook. <laughs> uh, if, if it's a week where I travel a little bit and I skip the delivery, um, Cohen's eating frozen meals that week. Uh, HelloFresh is great. It's it made it easy to like expand his palate, my kid's palate, and, and then it's always uh, fresh and delicious meals. And right now, HelloFresh has a special offer for relevant podcast listeners. To get a total of $60 off, that's $20 off your first three boxes, visit HelloFresh.com slash Relevant60 and enter code Relevant60 at checkout. It's like receiving six meals for free, folks. You can get 60 bucks off, $20 off your first three boxes by visiting HelloFresh.com slash Relevant60 and entering promo code Relevant60. Mosaic MSC is the worship outfit from LA's influential Mosaic Church. Like the church, uh, the band brings together a unique collection of cultural influences for an innovative sound and approach to worship music. We recently spoke with singer Mariah McManus about the inspiration for their latest release, The Heaven EP. Here is our conversation with Mosaic MSC's Mariah McManus. So eyes on you. When I when we wrote this song, kind of approached it like, what if we just didn't <laughs> write like something that needed to be epic or that needed to like have this huge moment? What if it was just like this private, personal conversation? 
and this like the most honest we could be in a moment and the most um, peaceful and calm we could be and I, I because there's so many like big songs on the record or that we had already and I just felt like it needed a moment to breathe and so this song like and it really just is like the most simple thing for us and just the most simple lyrics but I don't know, there's something about it, something about the essence of it that makes it, makes you breathe and makes you realign your, I don't know, your thoughts. And it says like, all I want is you, all I see is you, um, all I have I bring to you. And it's just like the idea that things are, things don't have to be complicated and God knows exactly who you are. It's just, for me, it's just a beautiful song and something that I needed at the time to just remember that like in those peaceful moments that's when you can hear God the best. is the song about Luke 15 about the prodigal son and that song um, I think it just represents like a lot of what LA is in the sound very much so and in the theme as well of just like so many people that have run from from something and the song like the chorus just says like Jesus is running to me and that like it's okay like no matter how far you run how far you're running right now like Jesus is always running to you and I just have chills right now thinking about it it's just so beautiful because it represents our city so well it represents so many stories of our city so well and even just of our personal lives of the people writing this song like how many times have God has God have to had to chase us down how many times um, have we run away from things and he's still running to us he's still welcoming us home thing that keeps us aligned with where we're going as like a worship team that's writing songs um, is knowing where we are and who we're writing for and for us it always starts like at Mosaic and it always starts in LA because LA is such I mean for me it's the most beautiful city in the world because of how diverse it is and how many stories you have and how many dreamers you have and there's so much beauty and hope in the city and so much heartbreak at the same time because of all of the broken dreams and all of the the searching people and all the runners and all the the people that had bigger hopes for their lives than they could have wherever they were from. And so for me, I feel like LA creates so much of the life and the art that we know across the world. And so to reach LA is to reach the world. To reach the people of LA is to reach the people that will shape the future. 
And so, I mean, that's a huge part of why Mosaic is in LA and it's a huge part of why my dad planted Mosaic in LA 25 years ago. And so we always keep it focused to LA because for us, it's like that's, you know, we're on mission to bring people to Jesus. We're on mission with our church. And so we're, we have like the biggest heart and the biggest drive to reach Los Angeles. And I'm from there, so obviously I love it, and I grew up there, and that's just like that's just my biggest influence, you know. And I think it's it's been beautiful because it's a huge part of how we reach people in our city is because of the music as well. Stay tuned up next. It's our special segment, our limited segment. I don't know. Ask Jesse. As you say, I do say you're listening to Lauren Daigle. Well, this episode is also brought to you by Squarespace. Whether you need a landing page, a beautiful gallery, a professional blog, or an online store, it's all included with your Squarespace website. Now, I know I've been talking about Squarespace for years, years. I've been a customer even longer, long before they sponsored the show. I'm a huge fan of Squarespace. If you want to dabble on the interwebs, if you want to set up a gallery, if you want to Uh, I don't know, launch a blog where you espouse a lot of really weird theories. You want to sell stuff. You can do it all with Squarespace and it'll look completely professional and beautiful. Creating a site with Squarespace is simple. There's an intuitive process where you can add and arrange your content and features with just the click of a mouse. You get a free custom domain when you sign up for a year. Their templates are gorgeous. And if you do want to launch a store, they have seamless commerce tools from, you know, nationally recognized brands use them to local shops use them. Uh, It's trusted by hundreds of thousands of savvy shop owners around the world. Squarespace Commerce includes all the tools you need to track inventories, process orders, and send custom emails all in one interface. Uh, You should check that out. You should head over to squarespace.com slash relevant for a free trial today. Hey, and when you're ready to launch your site, use offer code relevant to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Squarespace, set your website apart. Um, okay, so this is where we would normally have our listener of the week, but we talked to you last week about the fact that um, Jesse is going to branch out into some life coaching. Mm-hmm. And we wanted to uh, help you guys out. You know, he can kind of get some reps, you know, and uh, we also can help people in the process. You guys have been hitting us up with your life questions for Jesse to answer. You've been uh, tweeting us at relevant podcast using hashtag ask Jesse. And uh, there, there are a bunch. A lot of people want you to ruin their lives, Jesse. I'm happy to, I'm happy to help. <laughs> happy to help. <laughs> <laughs> <You're obliged. laughs> 
Uh, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna read you a few. I'm gonna read you a few, Jesse. Okay. Um, and uh, you can. Uh, and, and I want to. I'm going on record. Adam, you know, is is a dear friend, and you know, uh, I I trust him. Uh, you know, with 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 not only my life but the life of our listeners. Adam, I invite you to join me in giving life coach <laughs> advice this week. God. Look, I I feel like I uh, I have managed to uh, live a pretty exemplary life myself. <laughs> Uh, and then, and then completely burn it to the ground. So I, I think I can, I can offer some. Aside from one very regrettable weekend in Mexico with Howie Mandel, I, my life is, you know, (laughs) something people would strive for. I don't really think about that other than the fact that Howie and I can't see each other, uh, anymore legally. All right. All right. Jesse, the first one, uh, Katie McDonald tweeted us and uh, said, my therapist says I need to put myself out there. What strategies do you suggest for this? Oh, wow. So this one's getting real really fast. Um, oh man. These are life questions. You're a life coach. This is yeah, deep well, stuff. Okay. No, that, that's fair enough. I, I, you know, I've, I've, I, I may have brought this up years ago, but I once had a strategy for becoming more of an interesting person. Like I feel like if her therapist told her she needs to put herself out there more, she's probably not getting a lot of it. Like, you know, maybe attention socially, especially from the people who live around her. Maybe you know? she vanished like Russ Taft for a while. And yeah, she's, she's just flying under to, the radar. Right. So, <laughs> So you don't want to be obvious. You don't want to be, you don't want to like just adopt some out of character flamboyant personality or something. You know, that's not going to do the trick. That's going to come across as obvious. What you want to do is, uh, is, you know, create some mystique around yourself, you know? Mm. And so I've got a couple strategies for this. Okay. So especially you want people to get talking like, Hey, what's, what's this individual's name, Cameron? Katie McDonald. Katie McDonald. Okay. Um, I, you know, you want to get the people around her like, oh man, Katie must be interesting. What's going on at Katie with Katie? So here, here, I'm going to give a couple pieces of advice for Katie. Um, Katie, what I need you to do is set your alarm for the same time every evening, preferably around like 3.30-ish, where, a time where you know most people are asleep. Every night, set the alarm and let off a blood-curdling scream at 3.30 a.m. every single night, loud enough that the neighbors will hear. That doesn't time. get her out there more. That causes people to come knock on her door. You know, like she, again, she what needs- I'm doing, Cameron, is I'm building a legacy of mystique. Like, what's going on with that? Like, I, you know, if if you know, you know, for example, I once advised a gentleman to just periodically, um, you know, run out of his house in the middle of the day wearing nothing but a bath towel and sprint away with the door open. And <laughs> and that man was Rust Half. And again, what you're doing is creating what you're creating is some mystique around and look yourself. Where he- now he's making a comeback. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You need to get in your car, speed away, and not return for three days and leave the door right. open. Right. Yeah. Okay. So that, I guess, is technically getting her out there more because yeah. she's going to speed okay. away. Okay. So, okay. so does uh, she, I, I, I don't know her living situation. I don't know if she has a garage, but I need her to open the garage about a foot, about a foot high. And she's going to need to spend a lot of time just pacing around in there so that people notice. People you see know? it, yeah. Something's going on in that garage. What's up, Kate? It's a whole legacy mystique. That'll put her out there. People get talking. It'd be good if the people felt like from under the garage door, they could see the light of an arc welder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're gonna need to spend a lot of time welding in the garage Ab, do you have any uh, additional advice for heather i mean i feel like we're setting her on the right path here 
Yeah. Well, look, I, I have to say some of these strategies don't work with me because I, I'm the kind of person who, you know, people will develop a certain affectation, right? And they want it to be something that gets them noticed. Mm-hmm. And say, say for instance, that I'm walking down the street here in Sydney and uh, utterly with no context. And you see that sometimes in big cities, that, you know, someone, there's just an odd character. Yeah. You know, someone walks by wearing stilts, right? <laughs> I'm the kind of person who will doggedly refuse to look at them, right? Because <laughs> I'm like, you walked out of the house today wearing stilts, <laughs> thinking everybody's going to look at me and they're going to think, who's that crazy stilt right. guy stilting down the street? What's his story? But me, I'm like, nope, I will not acknowledge you. I will act as though I see someone walking down a busy urban street wearing stilts every day of my yeah. life. <laughs> that it is the most normal thing I could possibly experience. You'll get no such satisfaction from me still. Adam, I'm the same way, man. When I see people kind of like, you know, dressing a certain way or whatever, like for attention, I purposefully will not give them the attention they're deserving. They're seeking. It's like, I want, I want them to think, Think like, oh wow, that person must see stilt walkers a, a lot, lot. Yeah. kind of a lot, because it's like, you know, yeah. you know the the worst the worst kind of attention getter. Because at least still, at least at least a stilt walker, there's an element of danger that's somewhat entertaining, you know. But like, I've seen people walk down the street with like a parrot on their shoulder. It's like I am not giving you what you want. Like, there's <laughs> no way I'm going to pretend. Yeah, that that having two cans on people's shoulders is is just an average. Like we live in the rain. We we live in a pirate community, and I see this all the time. I will. Not give them the satisfaction. One hundred percent. That's how I feel. Yeah, that's some great advice, you guys. Okay, so Spencer Gilliland uh, asked, "I'm about to start applying to colleges. Any advice? Oh, where, to begin? Oh, where to begin? <laughs> I, I, I wish I knew what Spencer's field was, but let's just presume it's something. Let's just, like, Cameron, based on his name, what would you assume has happened to him in the last twenty years of well, his life? Well, number one, he hasn't been alive twenty because he's about to start applying to colleges. I'm looking at him. His his avatar is wearing a white dress shirt and a black bow tie. Uh, he's either a waiter or he once went to a wedding. I don't know his story. <laughs> It's one or the other. Maybe maybe he just dresses fancy all the time. Maybe he's just a tuxedo every day kind of guy. That's actually it. That's actually it. He wears a bow tie every day. It's after six. What am I, a farmer, Liz? That's right. I mean, it's like, yeah. I love that idea. Can you you tell from his avatar whether or not he's wearing stilts? Uh, You know what? (laughs) His head is up near the the ceiling. Uh, He might be on a two-foot stilt. Um, Oh, wow. Oh, wow. uh, yeah. Good. This is all good stuff for you to build off of, Jesse. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what we know about him is he is probably. Uh, let me describe him. He's a, he's okay. a, he's very very white, um, normal looking man. Uh, wears glasses, uh, white dress shirt, black bow tie, kind of near the ceiling. That's what we got out of the avatar. What? what so glasses, but you can't really see his eyes, so you can't see if they're friendly or not, huh? He looks. I wouldn't trust him. I don't know. Okay. okay. I, I don't okay. trust. Yeah. So, so, That's so, Cameron, thank you so here's, here's what we know. Spencer has, uh, untrustworthy eyes. He, <laughs> he probably wears a tuxedo 24 right. seven and is likely wearing stilts at the moment. This is what we know for <laughs> certain. And now he's trying to pursue his higher education goals okay. and he's going to start applying to colleges. Okay. A- Adam, do you want to go first with this one? Uh, look, I, I would say, first of all, as uh, someone who is college educated, 
uh, that college is a complete dead end. Uh, <laughs> and you should probably, rather than that, rather than that, because you're going to spend a lot of money on college, it's going to be money poorly spent. <laughs> um, so I think take that money and invest it in the growth industry of riverboat gambling. <laughs> if that doesn't work out, invest in old timey saloons. What you yeah. want to do yeah, yeah, is you yeah. find yourself the Ghostbusters slot machine, right? Sure. You, you walk around that riverboat casino. You don't stop. You, you walk right by the sex in the city slot machine. You walk by the back to the future part three <laughs> slot machine. You go take a beeline for the Ghostbusters slot machine. If there's, if there's someone at it, you wait until they go because, and, and this is good. It's not only good, uh, career advice. It's good investment yeah, advice. The Ghostbuster slot machine <laughs> will never fail you. Okay. I, I, I think that's, I think gambling is a great advice instead of attending yeah. college, but I'm going to, this one's a, you know, it's going to limit his college choices, but I think it's a, a pretty good strategy. Um, I once, you know, played in a basketball tournament in high school against a very religious, like Southern Baptist school, where the other team had to wear windbreaker pants. They were uh, mm. not allowed to wear shorts uh, to play basketball, and for obvious what? reasons. What? What? Yeah. Are you serious? They, they, they. We, everyone referred to them as pants. Like, hey, who are you playing this <laughs> afternoon in the tournament? Pants. Playing pants. No. Yes. So pickup games, they're oh, shirts and skins. But in this tournament, they're shorts and pants. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they were wow. they were wearing pant ank down to the ankles. Okay, windbreaker pants um, to play basketball. They were. You know, that is like the loudest basketball game you've it's ever been to. It's a lot of swooshing. It's a lot of swooshing. This is this is an odd observation too, and I don't mean to get political here, but you know who I also notice only wears pants while playing sports. Oh wow! Former President Obama. It's very he, like. <laughs> He tucks a t-shirt no, 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 into no, windbreaker no. plants no. to play basketball. No, every, okay. every photo I've ever seen of him playing basketball, he's yeah, maybe. Well, that's because he's just doing the pickup game like at the office. Uh, but those pictures of the first couple of days after he left office, he was wind sailing. He was wearing shorts and a life jacket. Yeah, well, that was because but when water he's doing sports, involved. when he's working out, I'm just saying. He's wearing I'm just saying, pants. if he if he if he showed up to the gym to play some pickup ball, I feel like he'd be wearing a windbreaker with a tucked in shirt. Uh, this is just not a good look. Just, <laughs> but either way, if, for for Spencer, it's going to have to be because it involves using his stilt skills to get a basketball scholarship. Here's where I'm going. I think you oh, guys, wow. I think it's becoming clear. Um, because at the university, he's going to have to apply to only schools that don't allow shorts for any reason, uh, including for the plane of athletics. He will need to show up to the to the school and walk onto the basketball team because he's wearing stilts with long windbreaker pants. I don't see how this could go wrong. I think he's going to get a full scholarship. Yeah. So not only will he be accepted, I think he'll be a basketball Are you going to let him wear his bow tie, though? Can he still... I feel like that's just such a big, important part of who he is. I think that the kind of colleges he's applying to, I think that that will probably be a prerequisite. <laughs> yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. I hear you, Adam. Yeah. Part of the uniform. Breaker pants. Yeah. Guys. Uh, and Spencer, I think you need to understand that, like what Jesse is uh, suggesting here, involves a four-year commitment of wearing stilts. Okay. Once you walk, the moment you walk on campus, those stilts cannot come off for the duration of your college career. Yeah, he's going to have to sleep in them. He's going to have to request a special bed in the dorms. But, like I said, this has all the makings of a madcap farce. <laughs> yeah, this is like a Kevin Hart film waiting to be made. 
So Spencer, Spencer asked for advice about applying to colleges. You guys are helping him come up with a shtick when he goes I'm, to college. I'm helping him get a college scholarship. I took it up a level. His vision is too small. You know, he needs to claim that territory. Okay. You know what I mean? Uh, James Christensen asked Jesse, uh, I'm moving in with my in-laws, uh, with my wife and four kids. What do oh, I, boy. what do I do for privacy? Mm, that's James in a quite the predicament here. Uh, so, uh, I, I wish I knew the number of in-laws, but I'm assuming, uh, it's, it's would, a pretty small two. house. I mean, he says the number of in-laws. I think that, I think uh, two, it's going to be two mom and dad. I mean, like it, it, he, if he would have said in law, that'd be one, but yeah. in-laws would be two. So are you okay. implying there might be other siblings to his uh, wife? Yeah, I, don't, I don't know, but, but let's just oh, assume okay. it's two parents. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think that's uh, safe there's two, assume. there's James and his wife, and then there's four children. So we're, <laughs> we're talking eight in one household. What should he do for privacy? This is, uh, you know, I think this is a situation that, yeah, he doesn't want to be rude. Like if he's staying in his in-laws home, which I'm assuming he's invited. He didn't just show up with the family one day that this was some sort of arrangement they had. You know, it would be rude to construct like bathroom stall type walls around the quarters of the home that only he is allowed to visit. I don't feel like right. that would be a very kind thing to do. So it I feels think very presumptuous as well. I think he needs to do the equivalent of smoking them out of the rooms that he <laughs> needs to be alone in. Uh, and what, what I mean by he needs to start eating like a lot of tuna fish, a lot of boiled eggs, um, a lot of cod, <laughs> tremendous amounts of cod. And he needs to just carry around with him a plate of just horrible smelling food. And I think it'll clear the room enough to give him the space that he needs. Sure, also, sure. I read that the rock eats like 35 pounds of cod every day. So he's probably in a pretty buff. And so what? it's, uh, yeah. I don't think that's accurate. You're at 35 pounds of cod. Uh, hey, Adam, while you give James your advice, I'm going to fact check my cod rock stat. <laughs> <laughs> I have two ideas here. Um, the first one is, I don't know, you you know those hoodies that zip all the way up, uh, like zip up uh, the yeah, face? Yeah, yeah. You get yourself one of those, you zip yourself into it, and then you declare that a sovereign nation. Yeah, that's right, because nobody can bother you in there. That's true. That's mm -hmm. good. Exactly. And the other one is, a good pair of stilts will put you 36 inches closer to the ceiling, which can be your private retreat. You can have, you can have all the air you yeah. want up there. You don't have to share yeah. it with anybody. Um, okay. Last one. Oh, uh, hold, hold on. Can, can I, I, yeah. I found the rock stat. I found the rock stat. Yeah. Um, he eats 821 pounds of cod per year. Uh, this is the rocks daily food intake. And it all sounds incredibly stinky. So that's still about two pounds a day, two and a half he pounds eats, a day. He eats seven meals a day, including 2.3 pounds <gasps> of cod. He 2.3 pounds of cod, 12 eggs, a, a steak and a chicken, uh, also two potatoes every single day. A full chicken, a steak and a chicken? And 12 eggs and 2.3 pounds of cod. So I, I think wow. if James adopts this rock diet, chickens. you know, and some throws some stink in there, uh, he'll be totally fine. The rock's carbon footprint is out of this world. That is ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, think about how the all the infrastructure required just to feed the rock. I mean, the, yeah. the fishing, he literally the eats like three schools of cod a month. It's yeah. it's incredible. <laughs> Southern Alaska is depleted. The fishing industry is 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 completely uh, yeah. decimated because the rock has has eaten he, all of the cod. He's eating aquariums full of of cod on a weekly basis. Wow. Is, he's got. Is, but I will say this: insane. that's how you get the. You want the cod bod? You got to eat the cod. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the cod <laughs>
<laughs> or you get lots of Ask oh, Jesse questions around the cod bot yeah. coming in yeah. the future. Yeah. Wow. Uh, last one. Matt McAfee is asking Jesse, Jesse, I'm three weeks away from being a first time dad. I need your input ASAP. Y'all remember Matt was one of our very first listeners of the week. Oh, really? He also in his avatar wearing a bow tie. This yes. a, we have a very he was the fancy one that listener Eddie offered to be his worship leader. Remember, he's the pastor. That's yeah. right. Yeah. I, uh, uh, you know, I think, you know, Adam and I are both fathers. And so we're well qualified to, to give a- advice here. And I think, you know, looking back, you know, there's things that we could have done differently. I think now that we, we've had children and, and, you know, he's, he's got three weeks to prepare. Um, and, you know, I think, you know, this is a perfect opportunity to really shape a superhuman. Um, and what, what I would suggest he do is, uh, start stockpiling cod right now. Um, we've seen, <laughs> we've seen what hundreds of pounds of cod will do to a full grown man. Imagine if you're exclusively feeding it to a baby. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to like medically. I don't know if your pediatrician will approve, but look at the rock and you tell me, that's all I'm going to say. Right. You right. tell me, uh, Adam, what do you got for, for, uh, for, is it Matt? Is that what his name is? Mark, Matt? So? Yeah, Matt. Matt McAfee. Matt. Yeah. Okay. My, mine's not so much advice on parenting. It's, it's advice on, you know, you've got three weeks. Okay. You need a little you time. You need some time to yourself. You need some time to decompress because your life is about to get very, very hectic for a long time. Okay. Once this baby arrives, like nothing is ever going to be the same for you. And and so I think it's important to take a bit of time and do something memorable. So I tell you what you want to do. Get yourself a couple tickets, uh, a couple plane tickets to Tijuana. And give Halloween Mandela. <laughs> <laughs> the, the rest, my friend, writes itself. Let's just say this: it'll, it'll it'll be a weekend you'll never forget, no matter how hard you want to. Well, it's all good stuff. This is all very, very good life it's advice. It's really helpful. Uh, I'm kind of changing some of my it plans, is. thanks to you guys. I'm going for that cod bod, as we say. The, the, ironically, the baby is named Todd, so it's going to be Todd's cod bod. <laughs> Matt has to name his baby Todd now. Todd's cod bod. Check out Todd's cod bod. Todd the cod bod McAfee. That's yeah. uh, well, Todd, what's what's the secret to the bod? And he just goes, well, God. You, you might want to rethink my advice because you spend a weekend at Tijuana with Howie Mandel and you are at least morally obligated to name your child. After. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Jesse, I, that's interesting. So Todd, Todd, as he grows up, people say, what's the secret with the bod? He says, Cod. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, hopefully he'll serve God, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe serving his entire Todd life serving trajectory. God with his cod bod, uh, <laughs> you know, because he will join the power team. And right. that's, you know, that's, that's <laughs> how he's going to do it. So, okay. Uh, that'll do it for Ask Jesse. If you want to join us next week for another installment of Ask Jesse, just tweet us at Relevant Podcast. Use hashtag Ask Jesse so we can find it. You guys tweet us about a lot of things. Yeah. And so when we're recording, we're trying to find <laughs> certain ones, they get buried. So use hashtag Ask Jesse. And we will try to answer your life questions on the show next week. Well, many thanks to this episode's sponsors for making the show possible. Remember, head over to HelloFresh.com slash Relevant60 to get $60 off, 20 bucks off your first three boxes, and uh, enter offer code Relevant60 at checkout. 
Thanks also to Squarespace. Remember, head over to squarespace.com slash relevant for a free trial today. When you're ready to launch your website, use offer code relevant to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Can I be honest? I've used both promo codes. My I, I subscribed to HelloFresh using our promo code and I and I not long ago bought another domain. Yeah, I did that too. Using the relevant one. Hey, it's real. It's free money, people. Yeah, why not? Why not? Yeah. Thanks also to Mosaic MSC for joining us. Their new EP, Heaven, is out now. You can follow them on Twitter at Mosaic MSC. Adam Smith, it was so fun having you back on the show, man. Thanks for joining us today. Anytime, my friends. Well, not really, buddy. Not really, because we email you quite often. (laughs) Hey, can you come on? (laughs) Calling him out. And you're you're like, no, I have a real job and family. I'm busy. This is literally the first time in a year and a half I've seen an email asking me to do it. (laughs) Oh, no, Jesse, are you? Are you? Hold on. In all of our planning meetings, I say, Jesse, we need to get Adam in more. And and then Jesse's like, yeah, yeah, I'll take care of it. Hey, two two weeks ago, two weeks ago. Where I tried to line it up and it it, it didn't work it, out for for scheduling problems on our. our I'm end, wondering. But. I'm wondering though if Jesse actually has a hidden beef and he's like thwarting oh, wow. it. He's sabotaging I, it. I, you know, Adam and I were on. You know, we were in a body sculpting contest and I was waiting to unveil my cod bod and uh, <laughs> I was just embarrassed that it didn't work out the way I did. I got mercury poisoning. Is what happened. <laughs> you ended up with more of like a like a salmon bod, some sort of other. Yeah, hospitalized. Fish- hospitalized. I mean. There's a tremendous amount of mercury in that amount of cod. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, I'll then we'll wrap things up. Uh, I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Chandler Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Annie F. Downs. I'm Adam Smith. We will see you on Friday. Thank you for listening to The Relevant Podcast. If you like what you heard, be sure to leave us a review on iTunes. Check out other shows from The Relevant Podcast Network in the podcast section at relevantmagazine.com. And while you're there, browse exclusive podcast merchandise at our online store. Make sure to subscribe to Relevant Magazine. Info is available at relevantmagazine.com forward slash subscribe. Sad to think You want the cod, Bod? You gotta eat the cod. Relevant Podcast Network.